Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you here with us in the studio. Hi there, Gina. And we're delighted to welcome, for the first time, Sarah Hanley, who is president and CEO of the Catholic Foundation of Greater Philadelphia. The foundation is an independent nonprofit committed to growing philanthropy according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And relying on the principles of faith and service, the foundation meets what are really quite diverse needs of both donors and Catholic institutions through charitable fund management and development consulting. And the foundation is probably best known for heading up the annual Catholic Charities Appeal here in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So Sarah, thank you for taking the time to join us, especially during what I know is an incredibly busy time for you and your team. Gina, thank you so much. And thank you, Matt, for having me here today. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is the giving season. So we wanted to get your take, Sarah, on the ins and outs of charitable giving. And my first question is simply, what are some common misconceptions people have about charitable giving? Sometimes people are concerned that they can't give a big gift, and then that keeps them from potentially giving at all. And that's just not the case. Any gift, no matter how small, makes a difference. And all those small gifts add up. And if they weren't there, that would make a big difference. So we encourage people to give, give from your heart, give to causes that mean a lot to you. And that giving is kind of contagious. And every gift makes more of an impact, I think, than any of us realize. It's kind of the latte a day principle. They always say, if you give up a latte a day, start giving that to people. It does add up. And you see that, I think, especially on the online giving platforms, the crowdsourcing platforms where people give five, 10, 15, $20 here and there. And before you know it, you've got five, six figures. That's true. It really does add up, you know, five, ten, twenty dollars all adds up to make a big difference for a charity. Indeed. Now, what does giving look like at different times in your life? You know, you're a young person coming out of school. You've got student loan debt. You still find the money for those lattes, I'm sure. But what does it look like at different seasons of your life? You know, I think that someone, again, who's in young adulthood coming out of school or maybe moving towards raising a family, they're going to be thinking differently than someone who's planning for retirement or looking to set up estates and that sort of thing. Walk me through some of that. That's true. It's interesting because a younger person, perhaps a millennial, might give differently than a baby boomer. And what we've seen is that millennials are extremely engaged. Some of their giving tends to be more giving of their time and talent and really getting involved in the charity that they are trying to support. It's not just writing a check. 
No. Now, what's interesting from there is that after they become engaged in that organization, they'll give smaller reoccurring gifts that just further cements their support of that organization. Whereas a Generation X type of donor gives more frequently. They're a little bit further along, perhaps in their careers and have families and they're apt to take part in workplace philanthropy. Along with millennials, Generation Xers are extremely interested in transparency and the details of their gifts impact. Baby boomers are an extremely important part of the giving landscape. How so? They make up almost half of all charitable giving and they're extremely loyal donors. They will often give to the same organizations year after year. And it's interesting, boomers are the wealthiest generation in our history. And as baby boomers age, estate planning becomes more and more important. So there are a lot of different asks or askers out there. You know, we'd like you to give to this cause. We'd like you to give to this, not just through the church, but through the community, their work, as you say. I find it interesting from a generational standpoint how, as an older person, you could get used to doing the same donation every year. Well, Catholic Charities comes in every year, and I always give $50. And I've been doing that for the past 40 years. Meanwhile, the price of your dinner has gone up. The price of your taxes, everything has gone up. I find it interesting that millennials are just starting in that path. But as an older person, you want to try to get as many gifts as you can. How can you encourage people to think of the gift not so much as an obligation, but as a spiritual sacrifice? Well, Matt, I'm going to actually answer your question in two ways, Mm -hmm. because we do get kind of in a giving rut sometimes. And you have the tendency to perhaps give that same gift online every year or write the same check or have the same credit card deduction made, but we really do need to reflect on our giving. And just like what you said, that all of our expenses in our lives go up, so do the charity's expenses Mm. and the needs increase. So we need to consciously reflect on our charitable giving and determine what we can give as a sacrificial gift. And as Catholics, our giving is really our response to our baptismal call. How so? Well, when you think about it, sacrificial giving is incredibly important. We're tasked with cultivating God's generous gifts. So much has been given to us, and it's our responsibility as Christians and as Catholics to cultivate those gifts and share them graciously. Everything we have is truly on loan and a gift from God, so it's our responsibility to give that gift back and take care of it. And that is the key, that everything that we have is just that. It's a gift. We tend to think of it as something that's ours, that we hold on to with clenched hands. But even the health to work, the opportunity to work, whatever money we have in our bank account, we would have none of that except for the grace of God. Right. So just think about how good it feels to give. And when you're able to do that, not only does it make you feel good, but you can do so much more for other people by sharing what you have. It really connects you with, as you said, your baptismal calling and with life itself, with what really is at stake here. We're not meant to grasp the gifts of God and clench our hands around them, but to extend our hands and let them flow through them. That's so true. And when we give generously without thinking about what we'll receive in return, 
I believe we've received more. You know, this ties in with an interesting outlook on giving. A lot of donors have become very kind of statistically savvy. They go onto sites like GuideStar and Charity Navigator, and they want to find out, well, how well is my gift being used? And they kind of want some data in return. What would you say to people who view this more as an exercise in investment than in actual sacrificial giving? I mean, walk me through the investment approach to charitable giving. Well, it's important to do your research and to hold a nonprofit accountable for carrying out their mission and doing so in an efficient and effective way. So while all of that is extremely important, you can't make this a completely data-driven issue. A lot of it, again, comes down to causes and charities and organizations that you're connected with and that you feel the most passionately about. I think it's important that while we need to be educated, informed donors, we need to also not jump to conclusions and we need to look at the information about about that charity and perhaps you're know, looking if that nonprofit is an organization who provides counseling services, for example, their costs would be a little higher because that's a lot of staff time and continuing education is important and other overhead. So that needs to be factored in when you're doing your research on an organization. Sarah, I'm interested from a donor standpoint, we're talking about a savvy donor who's doing their homework and they would say, look, this is the Catholic Foundation, sounds fine, I support Catholic causes, but I don't want my money going into the Archdiocese coffers to support sex abuse settlements or that sort of stuff. I don't want it doing that. So can you describe how is the Catholic Foundation not the Catholic Archdiocese, and how can somebody be assured that their donation is going to the cause of charity, of Catholic charities that they want? The Catholic Foundation is an independent nonprofit. We are separate from the archdiocese, we have our own board of trustees. So donors can feel very confident and comfortable that their charitable gifts are being properly stored to the organizations that they are supporting. And with gifts to the Catholic Foundation, we are able to provide the donor with reports that show transparency and they can see exactly where their gift is being used. What kind of accountability would they have for the Catholic Charities Appeal as well, for the donation for that? Well, now the Catholic Charities Appeal is also a separate 501c3 with their own board of directors. So the Catholic Charities Appeal publishes annual financial statements and an annual report that shows where every gift has gone. And then those individual donor advised funds, I guess you would say, they have their own accountability mechanism? Yes. So a gift to the Catholic Foundation is an irrevocable gift. When that gift is made, it's our responsibility to show that donor where their money is going. Going, and we do that through our reporting process. And that can't be shifted to some other need that there may be. Absolutely not. I see. No. So really giving in today's world with finances being complex and requirements and transparency all being factors in the giving process, really, it takes an expert. And I know from doing my homework on the Catholic Foundation, you have a real depth of talent and expertise that can really shepherd that charitable giving process so that the donor, regardless of the level 
level of support can be confident that he or she is making the best selection. We really do. Thank you, Gina. It's wonderful to hear not only that you did your research, but that our team has such a strong reputation. We pride ourselves in the work that we do to support the church and sustain the many missions within the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. It's really personal for us. We're local. People will say to us, you know, we see you at Mass. We run into you at events. So you're part of the community. You're part of the church. You're at Mass. We see you. We're not giving to some faceless organization or to some far-off executive. We're giving to people we know, we trust, and who will steward our money and get it to the place that we want it to go so that it supports the causes that mean the most to us. Exactly. We're passionate. We're committed. And those things make us a unique organization where we are not just a community foundation and we're not just a development organization, but we are both and we're here in Philadelphia. As I was preparing to speak with you today, I was really impressed on the Catholic Foundation website, the scores of ministries that the Catholic Foundation supports right in this archdiocese in southeastern Pennsylvania. So you're advising donors, parishes, this entire community, how to really be stewards of what they have to pass it on to the next generation as well. We are. We currently house about 95 funds. As you said, Matt, those are donor-advised funds, their endowments, and a lot of parishes are working with us. For more information on the Catholic Foundation and on the Catholic Appeal, where do we direct our listeners to? To which websites? Well, for the Catholic Foundation, our website is the CFGP. Org. And for the Catholic Charities Appeal, it's catholiccharitiesappeal.org. Fantastic. Sarah Hanley, thank you so much. Look forward to having you again in the studio to talk more about this very important aspect of living out our Catholic faith, and that is the stewardship of our time, talent, and treasure. Thank you again. Gina and Matt, thank you again. Thank it you. It's wonderful to be here. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com, music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.